Howdy, everybody. Here we are all ready to take you down to Pine Ridge for another visit with Lum and Abner. Brought to you by the makers of Horlicks, the original malted milk. It is especially important that growing children get plenty of sound, refreshing sleep. Their young bodies need the relaxation, the tonic of a full night's rest. Now, after a day of unusual excitement or a day of unusual physical exertion, children sometimes are unable to get to sleep easily. They are, as we grown-ups sometimes are, too tired to sleep. Well, that's why a cup of Horlicks, hot, is a fine children's bedtime drink. It relaxes their bodies, soothes them, helps them to fall asleep quickly and sleep soundly. Horlicks is just the sort of nourishing, easy-to-digest food which, if taken before retiring, helps both children and grown-ups to sleep more restfully than if they had gone to bed on an empty stomach. Tonight... Before your children go to bed, let them drink a cupful of Horlicks hot. You can get Horlicks, you know, either natural or chocolate flavor at your druggist. And now, let's see what's happening in Pine Ridge. Lum and Abner are having the time of their lives these days. The many interesting letters from friends all over the United States are subscribing to their matrimonial bureau. And the domestic problems the old fellows are called upon to solve are keeping them busy day and night. As we look in on Pine Ridge today, we find Abner over at Lum's house, where they are going through their mail. Listen. Here's a card from LLH, Indianapolis, Indiana. Well. Says there is a girl passes my house every day. Sometimes she speaks and sometimes she don't. And I would like to know what to do to get better acquainted with her and get her to like me. I reckon why she speaks sometimes and sometimes she don't. Yeah, you know, I think the whole trouble here is they ain't been introduced to one another. Some girls are sort of fussy about stitches that, you know. Well, no wonder she don't speak if she don't know him. It's a wonder if she ever speaks at all. Yeah, we got to figure out some way for him to introduce himself to her. Well, why don't he just step out there and introduce himself? He can't introduce himself and her walking by. He's got to stop her some way or other. Yeah. Well, now, he might uh, drop his handkerchief, and then when she goes to pick it up, what? Oh, oh, that's right. No, that won't work. No. i tell you what he could do, Rob. He, he can take and tie a rope across the sidewalk, and then when she sails by his house with her head up in the air, why, she'll step on a rope, and then he can go over and help her to her feet. No, you better not try nothing like that. I believe the best thing for him to do is just sort of catch up with her and walk along with her ways. Take his hat off his head and say, I don't believe I've made your acquaintance. My name is Lum Eddard, what my cures be. Oh, no. No, I don't believe that do no good, Lum. No. You better use his right name. He starts out telling her he's somebody else anyway. Well, they never will get along. Well, sure, I aim for him to use his right name. I always Oh, his that. name is Lum Eddard, too, huh? No, I just use that as an example. And that's what I'd say if I was introducing myself. Yeah, but you ain't the one that's going to meet her. He wants to know what to do for him to do, not what for you to do. It don't make no difference what his name is. He knows what his name is. Why, sure, he knows what his name is, but he's trying to find out a way for her to find out what it is. I still think a rope fight is the best. Abner, we're going to have a domestic problem here ourselves. We don't quit arguing so much about how to answer these folks' questions. Here, let me have another one of them. Yeah. You get me so aggravated, I don't care whether he meets the girl or not. Yeah, here's one here from clean over in South Carolina. Belton, South Carolina. Mm, what's the problem? What do they want to know? Well, uh... Well, this woman ain't got no complaint. I don't see nothing wrong here. Well, read it. I did. I just got done. Well, read it out loud. I'll decide whether a complaint's justified or not. And I want a little advice from you about my husband. 
He wants me to do the housework and look after the farm, too, while he rides around all day. Please tell me what to do. Yes, truly. Wah. Huh? Uh, Wah, W-A-W. Some initials. Oh. Now, he ain't asking her to do no more than her share. That just do the farm work, the housework. That ain't very thoughty of him, though, getting out and riding around while she's there working. Well, maybe he's just tender-hearted, old home. Tender-hearted? Yeah, maybe he just has to get away from the place that way. I know I never could stand to watch my woman work, neither. Special chopping wood. I just have to take Paul out and go down to the barber shop or somewhere till she gets done every time. Well, if this woman's husband just insists on riding around that way, she ought to get him a job carrying a mail route or driving a delivery wagon. Yeah. That's just what I'm going to write and tell her, too. Read another now. Well, here, Rob, you read them for a while. I can think better when you're reading. Well, here's a letter from Brohard, West Virginia. Brohard. Brohard. B-R-O. Now, don't spell Brohard. That just spells Bro, B-R-O. There it is. Look at it. Oh, oh, yeah. Says, gentlemen. Well, My husband and I get along fine. Well, that's the first and like that that we've got yet. Yeah, but he has a bad habit of talking with his hands. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with it? My sure, if they're working for him, he's got to tell them what to do. You take a lot of hard hands that way, they won't do nothing less than you tell them. His, his two hands, Abner. But it don't make no difference how many he's got, Mom. I don't see nothing wrong with talking to him. He ain't talking about hired hands, Abner. His two hands, these. Them's yours. I know it. He's talking with his hands, these kind of hands. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. He says uh, he has a bad habit of talking with his hands. Well, I do know. I don't see what enjoyment he gets out of that. His hands can't understand what he's saying or answering back or nothing else. I know they can't. Looks like anybody'd have sense enough to know that. Howdy, Betsy. How are you today? <laughs> come on, come on, wake up there. Here, how are you? How what are in you? the world are you doing? I just trying that out, Lum. I was talking to my hand here, but it never paid no attention to him. That won't work. For goodness sake. I just write and tell that woman that if her husband sits and talks to his hands all the time, he's losing his reason. She never said he talked to his hands. She said he talked with them. Well, that's worse than ever. She just seemed as saying that his hands answer him back. He talks with them. Well, Abner, she said that, but that ain't what she means at all. Well, they ought to write what they mean. Probably is hard enough to figure out without us having to read folks' minds. Well, what she means is he used his hands to talk with instead of his mouth. What? You mean to say that he... Wait a minute, wait just a minute. I see right now I said the wrong thing there. He talked with his mouth but used his hands to make motions with. Make motions? You saw fellas use their hands that way. Somebody get mad and shake their fist in your face while he's talking to you. Oh, that's what it is. He wants to fight, huh? Well, I don't blame No, him. no, Abner. He don't want to fight. Well, what's he doing shaking his fist in her face, then? He's in the habit of doing that. Well, she has got a problem. I don't blame her a bit. I don't see how to get along at all. You shut up for just a minute. I'll read the rest of the letter here. Shaking his fist in her face. Get some face. idea in your head and it takes a stick of dynamite to move it out. Well, I don't care. It just makes me mad to see a man bully a woman around that way. I wouldn't no more think of shaking my fist in Elizabeth's face and... No. <laughs> I reckon I wouldn't. He'd about bite it off from that. He goes on to say here, I don't mind him talking with his hands around the house. Oh. Hands around the house. Oh. Yeah. That's an awful big arm for you know what? Uh, with his hands around the house. But when we go out in the car, he takes his hands off the wheel to point out all the spots of interest. And I am afraid he'll wreck the car. Yeah. Can you advise me how to break him of this habit? Yours truly, M.M. 
Well, I do know. Well, she's just looking to keep both hands on the steering wheel while he's driving the car. Oh, yeah, yeah. If they get to fighting in the car, there's no telling what happened. I wish you'd get the idea of fighting out of your head. Well, I ain't wanting to fight nobody. He's the one that started shaking his fist. Well, I'm going to start one here in a minute if you don't shut up. This lady wants to know how to break her husband or talking with his hands while he's driving the car. And we've got to figure out something here to tell her. Well, tell her to tie his hands to the steering wheel. That'll stop him. Stop him from talking at all. I'd go to point out something and be wild right quick and swing the car right in or something. Now, that wouldn't work. No, no, I see it wasn't that. <laughs> well, what's funny about it? Well, I was just thinking, well, what happens if he start away with somebody he knows he's seen on a speed, about turn the car clean around right in the middle of the road, wouldn't it? <laughs> no wonder this lady rode in. I can see the trouble she must be having with him. Poor little thing, poor little thing. Mike could uh, give him a batch of taffy candy and let him pull that while they're out driving. Well, I don't know, though, Tom. He'd get that stuck all over the steering wheel, old, and any sand would get stuck there, you know, that'd be worse than ever. He yeah. couldn't turn nothing in. That is tiny sand, sir. Yeah. Well, ain't but one thing that I see to do to a fellow like that, Tom. What? Just put him in a straight jacket. Doggy, he couldn't use his hands to point with hands mm. and had him Couldn't in. drive the car, neither. No, now, no. we ain't getting nowhere this way, yet. These folks been nice enough to write to our matrimonial bureau. Be getting impatient. Yeah. We've got a hundred, two, two or three hundred problems here. Well, why don't you just call up on the party line, Mom? Just tell them that we're having a little trouble, but we'll get to there just quick as we can. Yeah, I expect I better do that. Yeah, it's going to be awful slow going. I can see that right now. Yeah, we can answer what we got here. Yeah. Well, using a fire alarm right again. It always gets them to the phone. Yeah. Everybody's curious about fires. Yeah, I reckon so. Receivers are just a rat now. If that fella talked with his hand, they could make him talk over the phone, and he couldn't use his hand, couldn't he? Oh, goodness sake, we quit talking about that. Hand me that list there. Oh, yeah, sure. Howdy, everybody. This is the Pine Ridge Matrimonial Bureau. Ron Edwards, president, talking. Uh, me and Abner's just been covered up with your letters, but we're going to try to get around to answering all of them. Oh, yeah. And uh, here's a few answers. Uh, uh, Mr. F.W. at Fulton, Kentucky, we're on the lookout for you, a husband. And the five girls at Tuscaloosa, Alabama, we'll do our best for you. And uh, Miss H.P. at uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, we're going to have no trouble in your case at all. And uh, Patty at uh, Grafton, West Virginia, it's going to be hard to find a man like you're looking for, but we'll try. Yeah, that's one that wants a man to do all the work. And uh, G.J.S. with that big car, you oughtn't to have no trouble. Now, you girls down in uh, Vandalia, Louisiana, you've got the right idea there. Uncommonly smart young women. And CMS at Sedalia, Missouri. Got a fella already picked out for you. MJR at Davenport, Iowa, yes. Keith at Lincoln, Nebraska, yes. R.B. Rickfield. No, R.B. at uh, Rickfield, New York. Uh, go ahead with your present, present plan. And Herb at Fort Worth, Texas. You better keep the wife you've got. She's probably a heap better than you deserve. And D at Wichita, Kansas, your oil proposition sounds good. I believe you bring in a goocher there. Well, that's all the questions for today, folks. We're more likely to ring you up again tomorrow. Well, the Pine Ridge Matrimonial Bureau is certainly a success. And from the response the old fellows have had, we'd say it's just what this country needed. When busy at work or in your home, it's a good idea to make your noonday luncheon one that is nourishing, yet easy to digest. It's much better for you than the heavy, hard-to-digest meal which is so apt to leave you feeling drowsy and listless later. Now, you won't find a finer luncheon anywhere than a glass full of Horlicks malted milk. 
Horlicks is a nourishing and energy-giving food drink, sustaining enough to carry you through the busiest afternoon. A refreshing and delicious drink, too, and one that can be easily digested by the most delicate system. It's a very simple matter, by the way, to make a glass full of Horlicks quickly, either at home or at your work. When mixed with water alone, Horlicks is a tasty, full-flavored drink. Try the Horlick luncheon tomorrow noon. Overweight people will find it a very effective reducing plan, for Horlicks doesn't have a heavy luncheon excess of calories. You can get Horlicks, you know, either in the natural or the chocolate flavor at your druggist. This is Carlton Brickers, speaking for Lum and Abner and Horlicks, who bid you all good night and good health.